On this episode of Initial Relations, Rob and I discuss the unintended consequences of MLS Penn's new proposed rule changes. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hi, everybody. This is Greg, and I'm really happy to announce that we have a new sponsor for Industry Relations, and that company is Zenlist. I've been tracking these guys a while. It's a great new uh, mobile application. Uh, you can do search, uh, tour scheduling, chat, client collaboration, listing input, all from any mobile device. These guys are pretty cool. Um, they've got about 100,000 agents across the United States. Um, so please visit zenlist.com to schedule a demo. So if you're an MLS exec, you got to check this out. Visit zenlist.com to schedule a, a demo. And once again, my thanks goes out to Zenlist for sponsoring Industry Relations. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. Uh, this is your co-host, Notorious Rob, and as always, the fabulous Greg Robertson. All right. Oh, and Rob. Uh, hopefully uh, no one will notice we're wearing the same clothes from last week. But, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, and listen, I, as we get into, I th think last week we ended with, we're going to get into a discussion of the rule changes from the MLS pin settlement. Yeah. Um, should note that while, when we're recording this, um, the court has not approved that settlement. Right. And it's possible that there will be some changes to that settlement. Uh, I certainly hope there would be at least one change, which we'll get into. So when we're talking, we're talking about the proposed settlement. By the time you hear this, it may be that, the, that those things might have been tweaked and changed. So everything we're talking about in here could be uh, completely pointless, but I don't think so. I <laughs> Listen, Rob, it wouldn't be the first time. Okay. Yeah, so, I know, right? <laughs> according to a lot of our, our listeners, it wouldn't be the first time whatever no. we were talking about was pointless. <laughs> well, I, I actually, it might be what Rob's talking about is pointless. And <laughs> I get that. All right. And this is like, this is going to be pretty wonky. Just, uh, I think we could probably yeah. disclose at the beginning. Yeah. And so this reminds me when I was reading your post of like, like word problems back in high school. Like <laughs> Betsy has four eggs, and yep. as she, if she travels a mile, she typically loses one egg per mile because of the rough roads. If if Betsy brought a dozen eggs and traveled four miles, but she also on the way to deliver the eggs to the store also dropped another egg, how many eggs would she have? To, <laughs> just yep, yep, that kind of thing, right? Yep. So let's get into the rules because the, the settlement obviously had two parts. And I think last time we mostly talked about the money. Money. We mostly talked about the, uh, the uh, whole cooperation thing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. The more important part, I suppose, really, if you think about it, kind of big picture, are the changes to the rules, right? And MLS PIN did agree to some changes in the rules, uh, which – I mean, it's it's hella complicated. I ended up having to draw like a you know, uh, like a flow chart, uh, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But whatever. Um, so you know, you already kind of know what my thoughts are on it. What? So we haven't really talked about it. What's your take? Um, yeah. So one thing is, is like, okay, so business changes over the years, right? Things. Mm -hmm. um, things evolve, right? So what I'm wondering is like, okay, is this can't be something that says, okay, this can never change, right? I mean, so let's say, that? okay, well, 
you know, there's a board of directors at MLS Penn. There's a board of directors at every MLS, right? Yeah. And sometimes they make changes to their policy, whether it's adding a new field on the MLS, making adjustment to the the display requirements, making adjustments to, you know, different things like that, right? So um, I think, you know, to me, it's like, okay, if they enact these rules, can they six months later go as an organization, as MLS Penn going, well, there were some unintended consequences here. We'll make a rule change. It, and does that violate the agreement mm-hmm. with, um, you know, with that they've had with this, uh, with this settlement? Um, I'm going to say I, yes. See, I'm, I'm looking at the settlement agreement right now to see how long this goes for. I want to say, but who's the judge there? Who, who, who the then means the, the literally the judge in this court. So I think ju- it's five years. So, right. So, f- okay. So they can't make any rule changes for five years. And I then think so. That, I'm can. looking through the settlement right now yeah. to see, but, yeah, but it's I mean, some I, number of years. I mean, you're just asking me for first takes like that. That to me is like, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, so who, who's going to bring up that like, Oh, Hey, in this example, this is going to happen. Obviously we didn't want that to happen, right? This is not in the spirit of what you guys wanted, what we guys, what we, we, we wanted. So we've got to make a change here. Having to go to a judge I mean, that's, uh, I mean, and then these things are very nuanced, right? So you and I have trouble following some of these, some of these things. How is a judge, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's not in, in this business kind of, kind of follow this stuff. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, it, it reminds me of a little bit of like, you know, the European union saying that Apple has to switch everything to this one cable. Okay, okay so but I found what, it. what about yeah. what about like five years later when we have a better cable or we have whatever you're mm-hmm. just bound because you, you just want that one cable now? I mean, it's just, you know, it's just technology changes, culture changes. There's a lot of changes that happen in this kind of thing. You evolve. Sure. There's unintended consequences. I mean, you know, look at clear cooperation and some of the, the machinations it's gone through. I mean, yeah. there's a lot there, right? Yeah. So I just find it. It's three years. Okay. So for three years, MLS Pen cannot change these rules, right? Um, but and you're right. Look, if the environment changes, if something happens, obviously, and they do have some clause in here that says if uh, laws and regulations change around compensation, and therefore, th- you know, the whatever the settlement scheme is no longer allowed, then obviously you can change it and blah blah. blah. There's some language to that extent, right? But they are the rules are frozen for three years. Yeah. Um, now, who knows if something dramatically changes? Maybe they all go back to the judge and be like, "Listen, everything's changed, and we we are all in agreement, right? So we're going to modify it." I'm sure that will all be allowed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's that's how it goes. So, having said that, the settlement, um, and I, I I think this is very similar. I'm going to share something for those of us, those people that are watching. Um, hold on, let me see. Uh, da, da, da. Okay. So this is the flow chart that I've come up with. It's horrible. I get it. <laughs> Hopefully some graphic artist or somebody who's better at doing flow charts could do a much better job of this. But this is what I've come up with as to, from what I could tell, <clears throat> right. the changes. Right. Obviously, the most important thing is the fact that you can no longer have mandatory compensation. Right. It's... Compensation is all at this point optional and, and negotiable. Like the first, the, the top, you know, top two, you know, rows here, yeah, are just you know problematic already, right? I mean, uh, t- t- talk talk to me. 
What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, you always talk about all this stuff has to do with steering, right? Yes. So now you're putting the, the seller's agent in a position of like, what, what should we, should I offer compensation or not? Right. It's, and yep. it's like, I mean, what is the poor seller's agent supposed to do? They're supposed to say, well, I mean, what he doesn't want to say is, well, if you don't put, if you don't offer something, nobody's going to show the damn thing. Why does anyone say that? Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> that is literally allowed in the settlement. Yeah. I just, yeah. Which yeah. is why I was like, these lawyers, man, what the fuck? Like, did they, yeah. they didn't even read their own complaint. So obviously I know, I know they don't care about protected consumers. They just care about getting paid. No, right? of course, which is fine. Hey, you know, your lawyers do whatever you need to do, but yeah. So the flow goes something like the agent has to certify that they had this conversation with the seller and they let them know you don't have to offer any compensation. If the seller does offer compensation, this is where things get like all kinds of complicated fucked up. All right. So if you list it in the MLS with compensation specified, then the buyer makes an offer and it's full priced, then the compensation takes place. And I'm sitting here, I'm reading this settlement. I'm going, whoever advise these lawyers like buyers don't accept offers listings are not offers you know what i mean the buyer makes the offer and then the seller accepts that offer or does a counter the listing itself is not considered an offer you know like so it, anyway so i think we yeah. keep doing with this because it was complicated as hell but fundamentally the important thing is this piece down here the yellow box what it seems like at the end of the day what this rule says is Compensation is negotiated as part of the sales contract. And the seller is the one who's making the offer <clears throat> to the buyer agent, not the listing agent. So it is no longer the case where the seller is going to pay a 6% commission to the listing agent, and the listing agent will share that with the buyer agent. Now it is the seller, will, uh, the listing agent will be charging seller 3%. And the seller will make an offer to a buyer agent. Hey, if you bring me a buyer and they purchase, then I, the seller, will pay you, the buyer agent, 3%, right? But that 3% is subject to negotiation. So during the contract period, you know, or before or during or at whatever, right? Until there's a closing, it, there could be negotiation. Well, there's, I mean, and then to be fair, there could be negotiating on a 3% for the seller's agent too, right? Correct. Ahead of time. Everything yeah. is negotiable yeah. Yeah. when it comes to compensation. I think that's, right. the, that's the change, right? So I thought this was horrible. Right. <laughs> I thought this was possibly the worst of all possible outcomes. But having said that, the reason why I'm like, I'm not 100% confident about it is as far as I know, this is more or less what Northwest MLS does except for the negotiation of the compensation part. I haven't, I don't remember seeing that. Do you think there's like regional differences between, and we, you know, we got into it a little bit on your Substack feed of like nomenclature, right? What's a franchisor versus a brokerage? What is an offer? In some places, maybe they use these things, terms interchangeably where like typically, you know, we don't do that in California or the West. I mean, I don't. So I, I just wonder if there's a little bit we're reading into this that's like, well, you know, in this region, we call this, this and that, this. So that would make things a little bit more clear because it doesn't. 
No, I don't think so. Because the term offer is a is a legally uh, fraught term, right? Because if you have made an offer and someone says I accept, then you're bound. A listing, as far, I I mean I I don't know. As far as I know, no one ever, I've ever spoken to in the 14, 15 years I've spent time in this business, no one ever said a listing is an offer. But listing is an advertisement, and then the buyer has to make an offer. And then the seller can either accept that offer or counter it. I mean, I guess you could say this is an offer. I'm, I'm putting this listing out with an offer to sell it at 1.2 million. I, I, I don't know. I, it's just odd. Yeah, but there's so many terms that are odd. missing. Right? Yeah. That, that's so I don't. So that's one thing. The, the, the bigger picture thing really is, as far as I know, so, and again, I don't, I haven't read that maybe as carefully. Does Northwest MLS allow for negotiation of compensation? Before oh, and for during? Sure. For sure. I, I think all the, you know, what, what happens there, and again, I think it's been published, but like, you know, it's, I think it's a high 90s as far as like are still basically doing the same thing. 98 Even with these changes, right? Correct. Um, so, I, you know, you can read into that what you want. But um, my understanding is just like they have to have the conversation and it's on the forum, mm-hmm. right? So, with that basically that's the forcing level of like okay you're going to have full transparency because they got to mark a box that I'm going to do that but later on if a buyer comes in a buyer's agent comes in and says listen I want to buy this house but if um I've got a buyer here but you know you've got to agree to pay me 1.5% mm-hmm. do you want to talk to my buyer or not the the seller agent goes the, to to the, the 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 seller saying hey we got we got Somebody that wants to, you know, make an offer in the house, but you're going to have to pony up one and a half percent here to the to the buyer's agent. Are you game for that, or do you just, mm-hmm. do you want to like not do that? Mm-hmm. I think most people are going to say, "Yeah, hell, bring it, bring it," right? But um, I don't think there's anything that's the thing that was weird in the this thing is like there's like a penalty if if that isn't accepted or if that's accepted, then the whole game starts all over again or something? Wasn't it? No. You were writing about that or? No. <laughs> there, there's this clause about, like I said, if the buyer says, here's a full price offer, then the compensation is, you know, kicks in. Like if you, so it, in other words, it's a seller offered 3% in the listing. Buyer comes in and says, I will buy your house at the listed price. Then the seller is bound to pay the 3%. I'm like, but that's a fundamental misunderstanding of what a listing is, right? It's right. not an offer. So plus, there's so many goddamn terms. It's not just price, right? It's like I will buy that house for all cash with no contingency versus I will buy that house for full price, but I'm a VA loan and uh, I have a sale contingency. I can't buy it until I sell my house. You know, like there's, it's just yeah, right. It's fraught. It's it's I don't see that happening. So fundamentally, but, but it's more like it, is, it, but more it's more like if they if it's if they if the seller says three percent is the thing and the buyer offers two and a half percent no the buyer comes in and lowers okay fine you say you listed your house for 500 but then then the seller can say okay well the three percent is off the table that's right 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 okay that's where i was coming from so i mean i guess in a way that kind of could work because it's about i'm giving here and i'm taking here right this this kind of back it goes back to negotiation thing so maybe i'm not maybe i'm not mad at that too much well so here's my issue with that. Okay. And the reason why I'm not super confident is I don't recall whether Northwest MLS allowed for in-transaction uh, negotiation of the compensation. I believe they do. 
But yeah. Okay. Well, then the the data out of North of MLS. Now, here's the thing. North of MLS, they put that in what end of last year. It's so new, you know? Yeah. We haven't really had the time for agents and brokers to start gaming the system. My issue is when you have optional compensation, this is completely an invitation to the savvy, you know, agents and brokers to start gaming shit. Right. So I threw out a bunch of scenarios out there, but I'll start with one, right? Under this scenario, if I'm a listing agent, my incentive is always to offer zero. Right? Sure. Because then I go to my friends and say, hey, don't, don't worry about that 0% shit, right? Bring me a buyer. I'll hook you up. I'll get my seller to pay you, right? Right. I, I, but I would say inherently, anybody that offers zero, people are going to go, yeah, right, man. <laughs> I, you're going you're gonna to try to sell this without offering anything? Yeah, right, man. I mean, I think they're going to just dismiss that anyway, but okay. go ahead. So I'm just saying, because I want to offer zero because it gives me the most options, most flexibility as a listing agent, right? So my friends, I'm going to treat them well, right? Maybe it's somebody I don't get along with. Hey, sure, you could bring me a buyer, but your compensation is going to be a Starbucks gift card, right? You don't like it, then your buyer doesn't get it. And you know what? Maybe, you know, other things happen. We know some unethical shit has happened, like people calling buyers, saying, hey, if you want, if you want to buy a house in this area, like, and you're talking to somebody who's not in our little inner circle, forget it. You know, you don't have a chance. Yeah. That actually happens right here in Vegas. There's a neighborhood right north of me that's pretty well known. Everyone knows it's owned by, it's basically owned by this group of agents who are been in business for 30, 35 years. And it's like, if you're not in that in crowd, forget it. You're not, you're not buying a home in there. Right. It's that kind right. of shit. Well, let me, let me kind of, let me draw from some of my experience with the CMAs, for instance. Right. So, and this isn't just something to cloud CMA. Every CMA has this, and it's, a, it's a graphic. If I put up here, you would immediately recognize and it's this graphic where it's like this kind of a long tail graphic where the first two or three weeks, the activity and the eyeballs in the home are the greatest. And then after it's been on the MLS a while, it, 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 it fades away. Right. So what that, that graphic is there is to help the agent overcome the objection of from the seller going, well, let's price the, the houses really high in the beginning. And then later on, if it doesn't sell, then we'll make an adjustment. Right. We'll chase the and, market down. Yeah. Right. And what the agent wants to tell the, the, the seller is like, listen, when we put a new listing on the market, that's, it's the bell of the ball. It's like, it's going to be, there's going to be a light shined on it. Everybody's going to be looking at it. And you're telling me you don't want to put the best price on it. Then you want to wait till nobody's looking at it and then do it. No, we have to go out there with the strongest, uh, the strongest, you know, price we can. So, you know, you know, if it's going to go up, maybe we'll get like a bidding war or something, but we want to sure. put the right price out in the beginning. Right. Sure. So using that same mentality, I could also extrapolate that onto the seller, um, the, the seller's agent telling the seller, listen, we want to come out strong. Right. So we want to have the best price and the best offer of compensation we can right from the get go. I think you could use the same kind of analogy and logic um, in, in that, in that scenario as well. You could, but if I'm the listing agent, why would I want to do that? Why would I, why do I want to limit myself from a negotiate? Because again, every compensation will be negotiated, right? Right. So why That's don't I limit my, case. 
my negotiation flex. I'm way better off saying 0%. And to your point, all the buyer agents are like, yeah, right. Of course, you're going to pay me something, right? But if I start at zero, I can go up to three. I could go to one. I could go to one and a half. I could work that, right? So I think what ends up happening, and again, the reason why I'm like not so confident about this is if this system has been in place in Northwest MLS for six months, seven months, we haven't seen this yet. I'm like, fine, let's give it a, let's give it a year. Let's give it a couple of years, right? Because I, that's, if I were a listing agent, that's what I would do, right? Because the so, second I mean, part of this is yeah. it does incur, it really does encourage the private networks. It really encourages offices, right? It really encourages that sort of thing. The reason why I mentioned that, by the way, is this is what happens in commercial real estate, right? So when I started in real estate, it was action commercial, right? <laughs> You know, first uh, at this like weird little uh, airplane hangar, uh, you know, purchasing thing, and then coal bank commercial, right? In commercial, the whole way it works is okay. I got a sweet ass listing. It's not going on LoopNet. It's not going anywhere. I'm gonna call my buddies and be like, "Hey, man, I got this really sweet, whatever office building coming up for sale. What you got?" Right. Right. And then if that doesn't work, if you don't get a deal from that, then you go to like your local office and say, "Hey, anybody got a buyer?" I got the sweet thing. And if that doesn't work, then you go to the company wide, right? And go, hey, everybody, I got this sweet thing coming up. And then it, only when none of those play out, that's when it goes on the internet, right? So my mentor used to have to saying, if it's on the internet, it's got hair on it, right? There's something wrong with that property, right? right? That's well, always been me, the case. Right. Well, let's go back to like what you were talking about. Um, and I know we're trying to keep the episode short here, but of... Why haven't the why haven't they been gaming the system yet, right? Because let's say it's a little bit less than a year or, or about a year as far as when Northwest MLS make the changes. But but wouldn't you think in a seller's market like this, right, where you know still we're hearing biddings, there's still their low inventory, and there that you would see these things drop to zero as far as compensation because they know they're going to sell it anyway because there's no inventory out there that that you would see instead of 98% of our, our offering compensation, you know, that it's more like 50 or, or 25%. Right. So right. that, that's, that, that, that tells me that, that, I mean, I'll go back to what I say all the time. The inertia here is, is, is just great to kind of do that. Absolutely. But if this wasn't being gamed now, what other environment do you, you know, cause you're certainly not going to do this in a buyer's market. Right. You're going to you're going to want as many buyers as you can. You're going to try to attract as many buyers as you can. Right. Um, you, you, but, and you get to do that. You're going to offer compensation right now is the time for everybody to kind of drop the compensation down to zero. I mean, I, so if I, it's I not think, being I, done now, when 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 is a better market I, to do I it think, then? No, I think even in a buyer's market, I would do this. Right. Because then again, I go to my friends and say, hey, man, bring me a buyer. I'll give you five. I'll give you five percent. I'll get my right. seller to give you five percent. Right. Because fundamentally, like, and this is something that, you know, you and I being in the business, what's the number one thing that agents sort of pride themselves on boast of that they control the client? Right. I mean, how many times have we heard listing agents bitching about some buyer agent that they're working with on the other side? It's like that agent doesn't control the client. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I, I think right now because of the inertia. Inertia. And I think, no I think, no I think. I think you're correct in the way that you're thinking about like, let's put all our options on the table. I can offer more than that. That's, that's right. smart, but it's such a mind fuck for people now that they don't, 
understand that because it's been done this way for so long they can't open their mind up to understand that's right why that would be and how to explain that correctly because they're so caught up in the the way we've been doing this forever and ever right and so this is what i wrote in my post like i know these like fucking lawyers went after the broker whatever commission rule right um but one of the things i brought up was that nar code of ethics provision that says you are not allowed to condition an offer on compensation right because this is what they wanted to pr- protect. And look, I, you know, I, I have my difference with NAR and, you know, whatever, but that is one where I'm on board with them. I'm like, look, what you don't want to happen is where the buyer agent goes to the listing agent and says, listen, I got this buyer. We're willing to pay a shit ton of money, but only if you hook me up with 5%. Do you know what I mean? That's what they right. wanted to avoid. And they didn't want right. what they, the other thing they didn't want to do is be like, look, here's an offer for a million bucks. Okay, cool. Now we're, you know, we accept the offer. And then during negotiation, hey, you know what? I know we offered a million, but I see my compensation only 2% here. So we're going to walk unless you're willing to bump my compensation up. Like that was what yeah. that code of ethics provision yeah. was supposed to protect, right? Yeah. So it's like, welcome to the real estate edition of fuck around and find out. Uh, right. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you know, so I, I, I think my issue is, you're right. It hasn't been gamed yet, but I think inertia is the reason why it hasn't. At some point, somebody's going to figure this fucking thing out, right? Because remember, how many, how long did it take before off-market listings, top agent network, all these things really started gaining steam before the industry said, wait a minute, what's going on here? 40% of all sales are happening off MLS. Like That's when they acted, right? But there were smart, clever people like were within the rules, because that's my point. If you do this, it's 100% within the rules. Right of this new right. settlement. Right, right. So if I'm a broker in Boston, man, here's what I start doing right the fuck now. I start going office exclusives. We're going to have this internal company policy. If another whatever Kel Williams agent buys your property, then you're going to offer two percent. Do you know what I mean? Like, think about the recruiting yeah. advantage of that, right? Yeah, dude. It's this is such a bad idea. It's such a bad settlement. But so are you saying that you know we should? <laughs> It's just a full turnaround. It's like we've got to stop these lawsuits because it's it's just gonna like. Nah, I mean I. So here's the thing: the the one quick. I think change. the transparency part of this stuff is absolutely needed, and we should do this. But what transparency? There are well, just because here's the, the thing, con- Greg: having a forced conversation with the buyers, no, and the sellers about no. what's going on here. So that's the tweak. Remember last last time when we talked about this, I said I hope they change at least one thing in the settlement. The one thing in the settlement they absolutely need to tweak is that when you're negotiating this compensation, the buyer does not have to be informed. The buyer's approval is not required for that to happen. That's idiotic. That's utterly idiotic, right? In other words, if you look at the parties that are in the settlement, it's the listing agent, the seller, and the buyer agent because the offer is being made by the seller to the buyer agent. I'm like, yo, that's not buyer agency. That's sub-agency. Right. Okay. At a minimum, you got to change the rules to say the buyer agent has to then involve the buyer. Like the buyer has to sign off on, okay, yes, you're going to pay my agent 2%. And this well, I guess it. that's where those uh, those buyer agreements are kind of kind of come into play, right? I mean, that's uh, sure. I'm just saying, yeah. like that. That's a small tweak they have to make in this policy. But even if with that tweak, all this is doing to me is just inviting more steering, more fucked up behavior. Like cool, it's gonna it's gonna result in cool kids clubs. 
all across the country, right? So I know we got to wrap. Maybe we'll have to revisit this, you know, and get more into it. Um, but uh, I, I'm real curious to see what, uh, yeah. what people have to say about this, especially because I will have, by the time this airs, I would have pointed all this stuff out on my webinar Monday. So we'll see. Excellent. We'll see. All right. Well, enjoy your uh, European vacation. And I will. Hopefully you'll be back by the time this airs and next time recording. I want to I want to see the kilt. Okay, I want to hear the Scottish brogue. <laughs> great, 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 great. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Listen, content is everything. Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now, this big firm's going to come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms, and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't want to do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you got to learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh, you should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in-house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.